Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Our favorite guest, Tom's favorite guest, my wife's favorite guest, Madeline and her friend Julia, who listening right now, their favorite guest, literally. They always ask me, why isn't he on more often? And I say because, well, first he hosts You Better You Bet. That, that's a big show and he's busy. He's Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. You can't just say to Nick Costos, come on all the time. He is gracious enough, family of mine, Tom, dear listener, to come on every Friday. Uh, he, remember, Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to that You Better You Bet podcast I told you about for more of Nick's analysis. It's easy. Search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Seriously, Nick, you're a, you're a celebrity in my household. It's, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. My, my wife and my kids who are driving right now love listening to your interviews and criticize the other guests when they're on because they're not you. Well, flattery will get you everywhere, and we'll get them everywhere. So I really appreciate them, and I appreciate you, my friend. Always great to be on with you. All right, so we're here. We got it. AFC, NFC Championship weekend. Obviously, for those of us that like to, to have some action, there's fewer games, so you have to have more bets. So let's just start in the AFC and go through the, the multitude of ways that you see some edges and what, what you like. Let, let's just start, if we can, just with the game itself, what you think the keys will be, how you think it'll play out, and how it impacts how you're going to bet in various ways that you can. Sure, um, and I'll start, Bill, if it's all right, by uh, by asking you a question, Ask and me. and I would encourage uh, listeners as well to kind of answer this question also, and it may lead you to make maybe not a bet that will win, but at least a bet that you may feel comfortable with, and then we'll see what happens when the game starts. Do you think the regular season, like the bodies of work for each of these two teams, the Ravens and the Chiefs, matters as it regards the game that's going to be played on Sunday? I do not think it has any bearing on what is going to take place outside of the fact that it is taking place in Baltimore. Okay. So if if you were to take the regular season into strong account, and not just the regular season like what we saw last week also, um, Baltimore should be a bigger favorite than this. Uh, the Ravens are the best team in the NFL all season. The second best team is San Francisco. The Ravens blew the Niners out and their place on Christmas night. Like, there's a case to be made that the Ravens should be, like, five-point favorite in this game, five-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I don't think it would ever get to six, but but Baltimore should be a bigger favorite here. The thing, obviously, that's holding everybody up is the, uh, the Dragon wearing number 15 in red on the other side in Patrick Mahomes. So I think we have a really interesting betting game here, right, where the people that bet numbers and not teams and say, well, I'm just going to bet a number. They're going to bet Baltimore in this game, and they're not going to think twice about it because they're going to show a number edge, a power rating edge on the Baltimore Ravens and how point spreads get put together. Like The point spread is actually like not correct in this game by conventional measures. But um, Patrick Mahomes is not really a conventional quarterback. Uh, there's a case to be made. He's going to go down as the greatest football player ever on a first ballot Hall of Fame trajectory, and who knows how far he can take it. So, Bill, the way that I'm going to choose to play this game And I have a stronger opinion on the second game, and we could talk about the total in this game if you would like as well, Kansas City and Baltimore. I'm going to take the points with the Chiefs, 
and I'm basically just going to bet on Mahomes to figure it out. Like, Baltimore is a lot better than Kansas City. Like, let's just be clear about that. The Ravens are better, and they're playing at home. But Kansas City has the great equalizer. And like I say sometimes, it's not a criticism. Like, whatever side, Bill, you or anyone comes down on the LeBron-Jordan debate, right? It's not a criticism, right, to say, like, LeBron James isn't as good as Michael Jordan. It's like, he can be the second best player of of all time. That's a great compliment. In the same way, I don't think it's really a criticism of Lamar Jackson to say he's not as good as Patrick Mahomes. Like, Lamar's awesome. Also, Mahomes is the best, and that just is what it is. So if you're going to tell me that I'm going to get to bet Kansas City plus four, where if the Ravens win by three, which is the most likely outcome of the game, Baltimore winning by three, I win my bet. Like, hell yeah, man. So maybe Baltimore runs it up on them. Maybe, Bill, this is like the Super Bowl a couple years ago where Tampa just, like, suffocated Kansas City at the line of scrimmage and blew the Chiefs out in that in that Super Bowl in the COVID year. Like, that could happen. But um, I'm willing to bet on the greatness of Patrick Mahomes to figure it out. Give me the Chiefs plus the points on Sunday. I love it. Uh, same page. Nick Cosos, uh yeah, I'd love to hear your thought on the total. And if there's any props that you're eyeing for value or for fun, I'm all ears on that too. Sure. So the total in the game is 44 and a half. And I think, you know, there may be, like, some weather in the forecast, like some rain in the forecast, but I don't think we're going to have wind or anything that would really, like, disrupt the passing game. Like, likely rain in the forecast, which is, like, it's almost like, like, what team do you like more in the rain? I guess you could make the case for Baltimore because they're going to run the ball more, but also, like, Kansas City has, again, has uh, has Patrick Mahomes. The total in the game is 44.5. With these two quarterbacks, the total feels a little low, doesn't it, right? With Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, 44.5. For example, a 24-21 final score. Score if you bet the over, like you win with the over on 24-21. I think the thing that's tripping people up is that Baltimore, when the Ravens have stepped up in class this year against like great defenses, and they've been awesome this whole season, Bill. Like they've been great. It's not to like criticize them fundamentally, but just like they've struggled against top defenses that they have played this year. Kansas City definitely constitutes that with their excellent defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnolo. And on the flip side, right, th- there's a chance that Baltimore kind of like dominates the line of scrimmage in this game. And it's going to be tough sledding for a Chiefs offense, Bill, that we've seen struggle a lot this season. Like, would it really be surprising if like the receivers were dropping passes again? Like, I know they've been good the last two weeks, but I mean, we have a whole body of work in the regular season. So I actually think I would only bet the under in the game, as crazy as that sounds, Bill, with these two quarterbacks. I don't think I'll have a bet on the total, um, but I would bet the under. I like Kansas City in the game, and I'll give you one prop that I like, and I'll give you a prop that everyone likes also. So Mark Andrews, Bill, is expected to play, is going to play in the game, right? The Ravens are going to get their star tight end back. So if Mark Andrews is going to get the ball a lot, which we think he will, right, then someone's going to have to suffer. Like, someone's going to lose touches if that's the case, and it feels like a lot of people believe that that's going to be Baltimore's rookie wide receivers Zay Flowers, who basically competes in the same part of the field that Andrews does over the middle of the field, with like Bateman, Aguilar, and Beckham being more of the outside receivers. So I know a couple people that I really respect who have come on my show this week who like Zay Flowers under four and a half receptions. The bet that I like, Bill, is absolutely as square as it gets, and like I don't care. Uh, Big players show up in big games. I'll take the Travis Kelsey 62-and-a-half-yard receiving over. Smashed Miami, smashed Buffalo. I get it. Different competition this week. I don't care. Second-best tight end I've ever seen over Kelsey 62-and-a-half receiving yards. Nick Costas, who's the best tight end you've ever seen? Gronk. Oh, yeah. 
Nick Cazzo's hanging out here on uh Yeah, and like, and like I, I feel like yeah, I really it. strongly about that, that Gronk's the best tight end, I think, in NFL history. But if we keep it to, like, who you and I have seen in our lifetimes, I feel like it's about Gronk, Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates probably in that order. I covered Tony Gonzalez. That's why I asked. Uh, do you think Gronk's a good broadcaster? I think he's getting better. Um, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I watched the Fox pregame show, which is not meant to be an insult to Fox. Just so, like, I Do you watch I CBS? It. I get it. I get yeah, it. Or, like, yeah, sure. Like, or I, like, uh, I, sure. I, I, I do my own shows, so, like, I don't need to watch the pregame shows. But what I've seen from Gronk, I'll say this. I think he's getting better. I don't think he's great, but I do think he's getting better. Uh, Nick Cass is on the show. All right, NFC game. You said you have sort of, I guess, more of a, um, more of a, 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 a perspective on this, or I don't, I don't remember what you said. You give me your words. Uh, I really, really want the Lions to win this game. I just, I love Dan Campbell. I'm from that part of the country. It, Detroit, I'm from a city very similar to Detroit, but but smaller in northeast Iowa. How do you size up this game, and how do you size up the actual approach we should take as those of us that, for fun, no guarantees, like putting uh, some scratch down? So let's start, Bill, with, like, the one piece of news that could impact the betting market in this game. And actually, like, kind of already did yesterday. And, th- and, and there's nothing like this in the Chiefs-Ravens game. Like, Isaiah Pacheco could not play, but we think he's going to, right? Um, the piece of news in this game is 49ers star receiver Debo Samuel going to play. Like, left four plays into the Packers game on Saturday night, and obviously, like, the Niners defense a little hamstrung as a result, Debo dealing with an injured shoulder. So yesterday, Bill, um, San Francisco, for much of the early part of the week, had been, like, close to a seven-point home favorite. But, like, a juiced six-and-a-half, not quite seven, but a little bit more than six for San Francisco. And then yesterday, um, in the morning, San Francisco gets absolutely slammed in the betting market. And now they are close to being a seven and a half point home favorite in the game. For people out there, they're like, oh, it's only one point, six and a half to seven and a half. Like we've gone up through the number of seven. Think about how scoring works in the NFL with field goals and touchdowns. It's a massive move. And I was thinking in the moment, this is probably correlated to maybe someone knows something about Debo. And then he practices yesterday in a limited fashion. So we'll see what the practice report holds today for San Francisco. If Debo Samuel plays in the game on Sunday, and that and we probably won't know for sure sure, to be clear, until 90 minutes before kickoff, I'm guessing, on Sunday when the actives and inactives come out. My guess is San Francisco might close like a seven and a half point favorite in the game. But if Debo does not play in the game, I think this is going to be like in between six and a half and seven. So again, for people that are like, well, what's the difference between the two? Why does that matter so much? Again, think about how scoring in the NFL works. It is like a dramatic difference between those two. So that's like the one piece of information, Bill, that, that could potentially change things in the betting market. Now, as far as handicapping the game is concerned, I think, Bill, and it sounds like like you like the, or at least like you want the Lions to win. I the want game. I think, them, yeah. Hard. I think a lot of people agree. I think if you think the Lions can keep the game close, I actually think the way that you should bet the game is to bet the Lions to win and forget about taking the points in the game. Now, of course, like, Detroit can lose a three-point game and cover the spread. But kind of the reason why I feel like this, and I think you kind of get in trouble if you kind of apply this blindly to, like, every situation where, well, I think the favorite is going to win by 17 or the underdog's going to win outright. I think in this game, the reason why I feel, like, decently confident that we may get that kind of run out, where San Francisco wins the game, like, maybe maybe not by, like, 17, but let's call it by 10 maybe, right? Or Detroit just wins, is because I feel like we have a good idea, Bill, of the way these two coaches manage games. Dan Campbell is going to put his grapefruits out there. He's going to let it all hang out. They're going to go for it on fourth downs. Maybe you get a fake punt in this game. Maybe you get a fake field goal in this game. Fourth and goal from the three, like they ain't kicking. 
Like they're going for the touchdown. So let's say that these decisions bust. Doesn't work. Fourth and goal from the three, you don't convert. Fake punch in your own territory, get stopped. San Francisco's going to avalanche them in the game. And San Francisco's going to win the game comfortably. But if these plays hit, fourth and goal from the three goes for a touchdown. The fake punt hits, and they're able to score from there. I think Detroit can steal this game. And on the flip side here of the coaches, Kyle Shanahan, Bill, is an amazing head coach. Like, I'd love for him to coach my favorite team. He gets to the playoffs every year, gets the championship Sunday every year, got to the Super Bowl a couple years ago with the Niners. He gets tight and conservative in the big spots. So on one side, you've got a coach that's going to be hyper-aggressive. On the other side, you've got a coach that's going to be really conservative. This ain't the BCS. He ain't trying to cover the spread. He's trying to win the game and get his team to the Super Bowl. So I think we're going to get a situation, Bill, where the Lions might be able just to steal this one outright, or I think they're going to run the risk of losing by like 10 to 17 points in the game. So I think if you like the Lions, I'd actually put money on them just to win this game outright on the field. Nick Costos on CBS Sports Radio. Nick, this isn't really a gambling question, but I'm curious before we let you go, just your assessment of Bill Belichick and what appears to be, it's not official yet, but what appears to be a hiring cycle where he's available, where he is not going to get a head coaching job. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting, right? And I think there are like two two possibilities at play as it concerns Bill Belichick. Three, oh, let's call it three. Three possibilities at play, and then we can figure out like which the most, the most likely one is. The first scenario is, and I think probably the most likely one, is that teams kind of looked at Bill Belichick and said, like, we, we don't want you, like for whatever the reason is. Like, we don't want you to be the head coach. Um, not only did all the teams with vacancies pass on Bill Belichick, but the Eagles had a chance if they wanted to to fire Nick Sirianni and try to bring in Belichick. They didn't. The Cowboys had a chance to fire Mike McCarthy and bring in Belichick. They didn't. The Bills had a chance to fire Sean McDermott and bring in Belichick. Like, they didn't. So not only the teams with vacancies passed on Bill, but the teams, Bill, you Bill, Bill Ryder, the teams um, that, that could have fired their coaches decided to keep them. So teams are passing on Bill. Now, maybe that's because they feel like at 73, maybe the game's passed him by. Maybe, and I don't know that this is the case, maybe Bill kind of desires like full control like he had in New England. And maybe teams are kind of reticent to give that to him. I mean, look at how this turned up the last couple years, where I think you can say, I don't think anyone would argue that Bill Belichick Bill Ryder is a bad head coach, that he's a bad coach. But I think, like, Bill Belichick, the general manager, has undermined Bill Belichick, the head coach. So, like, I don't know what these meetings were like in Atlanta. Like, did he sit down with Arthur Blank and Rich McKay for people that don't know the power structure, and why would you? I know this because I worked in the league forever. Rich McKay is the president of the Falcons. He worked in the league office forever. He has been like a big-time power broker in the NFL for decades. Like, it's possible that Bill Belichick sat there with Arthur Blank and said, like, yeah, I'll I'll coach your team, but I want control over everything. And maybe, like, Rich McKay's, like, looking side-eyed at him, like, really? We're going to give you control? You're going to take it from me? Like, you can't draft a team. You can't draft a receiver to save your life. Like, how's this? We're going to draft. You're going to draft our next quarterback? You drafted Mac Jones. Like, really? That's how this is going to go? So I, I think it's like, is it because he's too old and the game's passed him by? Is it because teams don't want to give him full control? Or is he just kind of like waiting and biding his time for what he considers to be the right opportunity and it didn't come up in this in this hiring cycle? I think it's one of those three outcomes, and we can have a conversation, Bill, as to which we, want, we think is the right one. Nick Costos, you are a gambling guru. You are a gentleman. You are a very good dude for uh, – making time. It is a busy, busy weekend for you. Thank you, as always, my friend, for making the show funnier, better, and smarter. 
You got it, buddy. Always love coming on with you. Also, uh, I love the over in the ni- the Lions Niners game. Like how how are how are the Niners not scoring a lot? And on the flip side, I think Jared Goff's going to have himself a nice game here, like he did in the NFC Championship game in 2018, January 19, when he went on the road and outdueled Drew Brees in the Superdome. Um, bad non-defensive pass interference call, notwithstanding in that one. Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, absolute very best of luck. Enjoy the games. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 